In the battle for hot dog eating supremacy, the champs remain the champs for another year. Meanwhile, New Jersey lawmakers come to a deal to open up the state and the beaches just in time for the 4th of July. And the heat is off for Chris Bosh, who has been officially waived by the Miami Heat for the NBA. Those and some other stories, not a lot getting in for the 4th of July holiday, but we did get some good conversations in. So we'll have our daily recap podcast for today. And today happens to be the 5th of July, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Coopin-Payne. I am the moderator for this podcast and all things going on through this is a conversation.com. It's a website and a social media movement, if you will, where we like to think we're having the best conversations with the people out there who are really engaged in all that's going on in news, whether it's the breaking news or sometimes just the regular boring news, people who really know what's going on in the world and have a great perspective on how things go. Sometimes it goes to the far edges of the left and the right sides, but most of the great talk happens somewhere in the in-between. We're glad to have you as a part of our in-between uh, here every single day, Monday through Friday at least, for the Daily Recap Podcast and for Saturdays where we do our weekly wrap-up podcast talking about the best stories, the top 10 stories for the full week that we just looked past on. Of course, every Daily Recap is a recap of the daily messages we talked about the day before. And yesterday, of course, was a holiday for the United States, July 4th, our Independence Day, 4th of July. So we're going to have a very, very short episode today, unless I get to rambling too much, because not a lot of stories were passed back and forth throughout the day. Not a lot happening big in the news business, but a couple pretty big things that a lot of people were looking into where they happened over the last 24 hours, including uh, the start-stop part of the morning from Monday into Tuesday, which got kind of weird, where North Korea fired a missile into the waters off of Japan. Now, developing over the day as they were trying to get into what was going on, the Americans essentially did confirm it was an ICBM. It was a uh, multi-stage missile, and they believe if it were at full capacity, did have the range to target the United States, or at least from North Korea, could hit Alaska, which is the United States and pretty much close enough to any assets there. Also, if it could hit Alaska over the ocean, it could get to Hawaii if someone wanted to knock that out as well. Now, that's an issue for us as combatants possible in a war against North Korea. Remember, the Korean War has never actually ended. The Korean War ended in an armistice. It's essentially a backing down, just essentially a peace agreement to just not fight each other, not a actual peace treaty. So North Korea and South Korea are technically still at war, which is what makes this very, very uh, interesting and pretty scary. They also have some aggression against Japan for just regular old feudal reasons. And China is an asset and an ally, mostly because of this connection, little connection to the nation, but partly because they've just latched onto someone and China gets something out of it even if they don't get quite the puppet that they may have gotten in the past years for past rulers. This current ruler, Kim Jong-un, obviously just has no concept of diplomacy and just firing off things, pun intended, without any thought or reaction. Now that the United States have essentially figured out what's going on, they're trying to put in their plan attack, they are pushing for Russia and China to do a bit more of this. The ironic thing that is, Russia and China are grouping together and putting out joint statements saying that they're going to do more stuff about this because they are in their region and they're hoping that the United States will fall in line with what they decide to do. That's another thing on top of another thing on top of another thing that shows that the power base of the United States being the world leader and everyone else being pretty close but not quite on top 
uh, the shifting of power as more people are looking towards other people to run things. In this case, China and Russia, who are technically emerging economies compared to the United States, as opposed to the United States as the old hat at this thing. Speaking of old hat and numbers, we had an issue coming into the third and to the fourth where there was a little computer glitch for a couple hours, which made the stock prices of some various tech stocks go kind of nutty. Uh, share prices for Amazon and other major tech stocks appeared to go haywire on July 4th Eve, right before the holiday, because of a glitch. Remember, the holidays, uh, before holidays, most of the markets are closed half day, so around noon, Eastern time is when they're closed. Amazon showed a drop of 87%. Apple dropped 14 Microsoft dropped 79 Late on Monday, uh, the markets had already closed because it was early, but there was some sort of weirdness going on in computers that made it look like the uh, advanced markets were dropping like crazy. It wasn't true. Things were fixed. NASDAQ said the misleading prices came from test data it sent out that was improperly used by third-party companies that supply information to websites. So the numbers never really changed, but they were doing some testing since they had downtime, and some other people used the wrong data. That's the explanation. But today, on the 5th, your stocks are back up to amazingly wild prices as they have been for months. A city in Florida is renaming streets that are honoring Confederate generals. Now, that's a misleading headline because what they're doing is they already have streets that are honoring Confederate generals, and they're renaming them other names to kind of get into the sign of the times. This is coming out of Hollywood, Florida, and the city commission in Florida had agreed to begin the process of changing the names of streets named after Confederate generals in the heart of what was an African-American neighborhood, which you would think would be a problem. So since essentially the stigma of slavery and the Civil War, living through a neighborhood that is basically... Uh, occupied by people who are descendants of slaves, it would be a good thing to do. But it has been a contentious thing to do over years. Obviously, there's a lot going on about the preservation of the history of the South and the Confederacy. And there's uh, talk about the fact that they're watering down history as opposed to celebrating history by continuing to celebrate generals from a war that was lost from a nation that technically uh, does not exist. That was also technically an enemy of the nation we are now. That is something that gets really, really complicated. But for here, it's pretty simple. The streets in question are one called Na- uh, Lee Street, named after General Robert E. Lee, of course. Hood Street, named after General John Bell Hood and Forest Street, named after uh, General and, of course, one of the founders of the Ku Klux Klan, Nathan Bell Forrest. Those streets will be renamed, or at least plan to be renamed, to uh, Forest Street should become Savannah Street, Hood Street will become Macon, and Lee Street will be named Louisville Street. So that's under works. Now, they have to re-vote on this after the uh, summer, essentially. But before they took a break for their, their little vacation for the July 4th, they put in motion the chances to get these things done and get these streets' names changed immediately as soon as they get them officially uh, voted in in the fall. Now, yesterday, the biggest event of all events, even though it's it's an event and not really all that serious, is the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, the contest going on for uh, over 100 years or so. And as happened last year, and unfortunately the year before and the year before, uh, we have repeat winners. Last year's winner, Joey Chestnut, gets another chance to eat out eat himself, and he got a title for a tenth time for this particular competition. He knocked down 72 hot dogs in the course of 10 minutes. 
which is a personal best. Uh, another guy who got a personal best, but of course didn't quite get far enough, was Carmen Sinati, uh, who got 62. Uh, the 2015 champion, the guy that broke the streak for Joy Chestnut, only got 48 this year. So uh, we will see how long this thing goes. And I'm not going to go into the deep detail on the minute mark and how many hot dogs went to, because that's pretty gross, to be honest. On the women's side, it once again went to the champion from now four-time in a row champion, Mika Sudo. She ate 41 hot dogs, and it's her fourth victory, as we said. Her main competition came from Sonia Black Widow Thomas, and they've been going back and forth at this thing, back and forth directly, essentially, uh, since 2014. That was the last time that Thomas actually won a competition. Sudo has won in the last three, and, of course, not in the last four. Sudo uh, won this year where she got 41 hot dogs. Or, I'm sorry, she got 41 hot dogs. Yes, 41 hot dogs. In the 10 minutes allotted, the top prize or the record for this in the women's division is still 45 hot dogs in 10 minutes, still held by Thomas. She said that back in 2012 uh, when when Sudo was first able to knock off Thomas. That year, she ate 38.5 hot dogs. Um, Thomas came in third this year uh, with 30 hot dogs in a full contest. The second place winner was Michelle Lisko. She came up with 32.5 hot dogs, nowhere near close to the winner in the women's competition. And we're done with this one because it's really kind of gross. Now, New Jersey lawmakers came through with a budget deal late on Monday the 3rd so that things were open for the 4th. Oddly enough, the 4th is a holiday, but some of the recreational things like the beaches and places to go, uh, parks for the state, were open officially uh, for July 4th holidays. So people got a chance to enjoy their day off, the ones that didn't get the, uh, the unofficial day off from the state, uh, by hanging out in state parks and, of course, beaches. Now, the whole rumble about this thing was all weekend long since the beaches were closed because of the budget deal not going through, Chris Christie spent the weekend on a beach, on what was technically a public beach, even though he has a residence that's attached to that beach uh, that's state-run. So he has a house that he can go stay in, paid for by the state. That was all free and clear for him, but no one else can get to the beach. And, of course, he'll be having to live that down for quite some time many snafus that governor christie has gone through lately and if he doesn't get a essentially a job from the big guy that being donald trump to kind of alleviate him from the pressures of being governor of new jersey he may have some issues going through his next election cycle if he chooses to stay in that way his approval ratings are down in the around the middle teens or so as the things he's done lately have been more and more abrasive and brash as opposed to uh, innovative and marketable now, the uh, final story we had for yesterday was from Miami and the Miami Heat. They have officially waived Chris Bosh, uh, one of the big three, and sparking one a debate in super teams, a local super team or a newer super team issue where players are starting to team up with other great players who make uh, an unbalance of power in their ways of playing in the NBA so that only a few teams had a chance to compete. So it that way anyway. Parity doesn't work out as well in the NBA as it does for the NFL, where things get scattered around. Uh, but the making of this big three did make a big difference as as soon as LeBron James and Chris Bosh went to the Heat, they went on straight, 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 straight trips to the NBA Finals. Of course, getting two of the, their, their shots there, not getting all of them, but uh, making a way to make this thing happen. And, of course, as soon as LeBron James and then Dwayne Wade left the Heat, uh, their chances of going anywhere pretty much were lost immediately. Of course, LeBron James playing the last three years with Cleveland. Of course, Cleveland's been to the finals the last three years. And the year before he went to the Heat, still with Cleveland, Cleveland was at the finals. And that's how things sort of went. 
but Heat have waived Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch has been dealing with an issue with blood clots uh, that are, are dangerous to life and uh, blood clots in his legs and blood clots that can possibly go into his lungs. And that has been an issue for the past about three seasons where he hasn't played a full season of basketball uh, in a while. Uh, not many teams are really looking to grab onto Bosch because of this is life-threatening issue. In fact, doctors, team doctors have said this is something that has to be career-ending since they know the dangers of this uh, uh, problem he has. The Heat are already planning on retiring his number, the number one he took on when he moved from Toronto to Miami. Now, here's a big thing about Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch was a star in the making anyway. He came in the same draft as uh, LeBron and as Carmelo and as Dwayne Wade. So he's a part of those that posse of boys anyway. Uh, the big problem he had was he was drafted by the Raptors. And so while everybody's glad to have a job, glad to be on a team, Toronto is a different sort of league in the team because it's literally in a whole different country, a whole different world. You saw on the last couple of years how Toronto's been such an amazing team and they get a lot of love towards the end of the season where people are bandwagoning and seeing how things work out. But in the middle of the season, not a lot of love. One of the reasons why the Memphis Grizzlies are in Memphis and no longer in Vancouver was because they got more attention and more attraction being in the States and, of course, a lot more just general love here. It's a lot easier for folks to go to Memphis to see a game than it is to go to Vancouver. Although they loved their basketball in Vancouver, the original Grizzlies now living and doing very well in Memphis as opposed to Toronto. Whether Toronto stays up north or comes down south, we'll never know. Oh, well, I guess we will know if they actually do it. Doesn't no, no real chance of it happening right now since Toronto is very much in love with the basketball, with the basketball team they have. Uh, but big issue that we do have with the team is they're in Canada. And a lot of players that go up there seem to be forgotten by a lot of folks down here uh, while they're playing up there. Those are the stories that we focused on yesterday. Not a lot of stories, but some stories were very, very big and very, very impactful to a lot of people. A lot of people keeping an eye on things. And we're glad that you were there to keep an eye on these things throughout the day. And even though you guys are on holiday, apparently you had your phones nearby. So there's plenty of uh, tweets and plenty of Facebook replies to the information that we talked about yesterday. And you can help us do that all day long, all week long, forever and ever, or however long we could do this thing, by going to Twitter and following us at TH underscore conversation. Go to Facebook and look for This is the Conversation. Follow us there. And, of course, just go to our main website, thisistheconversation.com, and check us out online there. You can leave responses in the posts that pop up there, and we'll add those to the tally for the daily hits, who is the biggest, who's not so big, and what things we really should be talking about. While you're at the website, click on the link to join the Conversation Survey panel. We want you in this deal. And here's what the deal is. We have a side business. One of the things that help us keep things going is we contract with companies and groups who are looking for information from people. We are a survey company. That's what we do by doing the, the conversations. We're essentially surveying you on what stories are the best and what stories are not so best. Not grammatically correct, but that's what we do. We also hook up with these companies who are looking for people like you, and all you have to do is fill out a quick form, and it lets us know uh, some demographics, your age, where you live, what type of things you do, what types of things you're into, and when we get a survey from a company that's looking for things you're interested in, we'll send it to you. There are no qualifying surveys. There are no no hoops to jump through. There's not you know three or four, literally three or four different qualifying surveys to find out you don't qualify for the 75-cent survey. If we send you a survey and we say it will pay you 75 cents and you fill out the survey to completion, we will 
give you 75 cents will pay it to you directly into your PayPal account. That's the only kicker is it's working through PayPal right now. So if you have a PayPal account or you have no qualms about getting one and want to get in some surveys, we'll pay between a quarter and a dollar or so as they go along. Uh, it's very simple. Go to thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel and apply today. Also, stop by and check out some of our great sponsors that we have there who helps us keep things going along as well. One of the best ones is, of course, Coffee for Less. And Coffee for Less uh, offers up, just as it says, great coffee for less money. You can check out them out directly. We have a great deal if you go through our link at our website, thisisaconversation.com slash coffee for less. And, of course, they have a deal where for the month of July, you get a chance to win coffee not only for less, but for free for a year. So check it out at the website, thisisconversation.com slash coffee for less. Now, another website before we wrap this thing up is my main website for all my other projects. jclevelandpain.net is where you can find out all things about Jay Cleveland and, of course, maybe join in on some other projects there as well. And look out uh, in the upcoming future, we're going to revive another survey thing we had before called the 20 Projects, 20 Questions Project. And it's essentially just asking a group of people, you folks out there, 20 different questions, 20 seemingly random questions about things in the world and life and what's going on in your world. Uh, what we did with the first batch is we turned that into a large form sort of video survey where we kind of ran through some recorded uh, answers, some video, some audio, and some of the print answers in sort of a slideshow-ish type thing, turned into a movie uh, of four 20 questions. We want to do that again, and we think we've we think we figured out a way to make the production value uh, even better and uh, get more people involved. So if you want to check that out, it's going to be online. There's a button on the website already, but we'll actually get it completed fairly soon. So look out for the 20 questions project to be revived via This is a Conversation. Meanwhile, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the conversation listening to the podcast, being in on the tweets and on the Facebook posts and, of course, the website posts, and, of course, listening this far in. Thank you so much for listening to the whole podcast. You don't know how much that does to help us in our numbers generating uh, our our stuff here for the podcast, li- knowing that people listen into the podcast and how far they listen into. Uh, we can track that, and we're so glad that you do listen to the full po- podcast. So we need you to keep doing that. We need you to get more friends listening to the podcast and, of course, listening as far as I can. And just more general people following us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on the website. Get more people into the process. Get more people into the survey panel. Get more people into the 20 Questions Project. Get more people in so we get better results and more fuller, richer results from a larger pool of people. And basically... Stay here with us. Subscribe so you don't miss the podcast. It only comes into your pod feeder. And a great way to get people into us is to have you write us a review and give us some ratings on wherever you get it from. Now, I'm not a big Apple guy, but I know iTunes is still the big dog out there. So iTunes is a great place to go ahead and leave that rating and review. But you can also leave it on any place that you get it from. We are really big on Stitcher for this podcast. Spreaker is one that gets a lot of love for some of my other podcasts going through. And there's some other places as well. We're on Google Play. It's a little weird, but Google Play is there as as well. If you're into Google Play and it's new, interfaces check us out there describe there that might be the best way to keep uh, keep it going but uh, just make sure you are subscribed to the whole thing so you don't miss out as it comes along and one last thing the housekeeping to make this a little bit longer since we had less data in today 
coming on Sunday. I've been reporting. I've been reporting this for a little while, but coming in on Sundays, maybe not this Sunday, but coming in uh, middle July or and by August, definitely we will have another podcast in for this feed on Sundays, where it will be a conversation. A conversation. Not sure what we're calling it, but it's basically com- commentary. It's commentary from me directly into a topic for the week. So it will be probably not too long, probably five to 15 minutes of just quick commentary to get in for another day of podcasting. It might just be an ego thing saying, hey, I can do seven days a week, or it may be something that turns into another big piece of the puzzle. It may be a way to push 20 projects. We may meld that into that as well. We're not exactly sure how it's going to work, but we're going to go to a seven-day-a-week way of, of podcasting, so we'll have something every single day. And we hope that you will tune in for that seventh day of podcast. In the meantime, thank you for tuning in to this third day of podcast for Daily Recaps. Two more Daily Recaps, and then, of course, next Monday we'll recap Friday through Sunday the whole weekend. And Saturday we will do the weekly wrap-up podcast, top ten for the week, and just everything we'd like to do with you. So if there's something we can do for you, send me an email at info at jcookandpain.net, and we'll take care of that as quickly as possible. Otherwise, I've gone too long, I've rambled too much, I need to back away. So I'm backing away from the mic, saying thank you three more times. Thank you, thank you. Join us again tomorrow for more daily recaps from all the conversations that we have for this day on thisconversation.com.